now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, Jimmy from Jimmy's World going to join us a little bit later on if things go as planned. I mean, it's anybody's guess if that uh, indeed happens. But he is threatening to join us. We'll get an update on the Elvis jet and God knows what else. He has RVs and other planes. I don't know, Dennis, you're even looking at uh, what picking up a plane from him or something. Is that what's going on or what? Actually, even better. I'm just going to borrow his for a ah, little bit. There you go. All right, well, we'll get into that with him a little bit later on. Now, last week, we talked about myflightbook.com because uh, Dennis came across this cool little lap program that our buddy Eric uh, turned us on to, and it's come in quite handy since last week because, you know, Dennis Dennis is uh, probably going to end up being my flight instructor. I mean, it's pretty much 99% certain that that's going to happen at this point, I think. We well, it's 100% certain that Ed and Keith don't want to have well, it. I, well, wanting and whether or not they'll oblige, I don't know. We're still uh, you know, we're still talking, so we'll see how that progresses. But Dennis reached out to me. He said, hey, look, uh, scan your logbook from God knows how many years ago, and uh, we're going to get it into myflightbook.com. And we've done that, and uh, Dennis went over everything to see how many hours I had, what I have done in the past which was quite a while ago, but uh, it'll help you construct the uh, plan of attack for me getting my private pilot certificate finally after all these years. Right, Dennis? That is exactly what I was able to do. I, I put in all of the flights. I, I was even able to see when you, fir- you know, first soloed, how many hours you had at the time. Right. But, you, you know, you were not quite sure where you're at. Do you know what your total is? How many hours of time you had? Well, I, I I thought I had like 108 hours or something last time I remember checking. But when we did this, I think what it came out to 103 or something. 103.3. Or yep. Okay. And yeah. So and, it's kind of nice because it takes uh, takes care of uh, you know math errors and things that might have been missed. Right. But uh, you know the great part is, and, and this is what I've been recommending for students to go to an electronic logbook is just the fact that I can go into the ratings progress for you and it spells out, you know, for a part 61 pilot license, you know, you need 40 hours of flight time. Well, you have got over 85 hours as a of flight instruction. So you're good there. Right. Uh, you know, you need to have flight training with an instructor. You need 20 hours of that. Well, you've got 73 hours of dual. Uh-huh. Um, you need 10 hours of solo. Well, You've only got six hours, so we're going to have some work to do there. But okay. That, All right. I'm going to need you to go out and do some more solo work on your own because it's been a while. Uh, a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I went <laughs> and started scanning. Years. Yeah. Well, nine. And well, I started what I think it was 11 years ago, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how much time has passed. But uh yeah. But yeah, I scanned it over. He he put it in the uh, program, and now he can see himself. Now, was there anything in there that kind of surprised you? Were you surprised how many hours I actually had? And like, really, he doesn't have his uh, pilot certificate yet? What the hell's wrong with this boy? 
Well, considering that you, it took you 56 hours to solo and, yeah. you know, you'll but, need but, but, okay, hours to get let, a license. Let, let's clarify that because, yeah, because that was 56 hours over like two years. Uh, no, actually, was it was it? in less than a year. No, that's a lie, yes. surely. No, nope. it, your, your here, here's what happened. When, December when I, 30th okay, of 2011. I, all right, you know, the numbers are the numbers. I got it. I got it. But I, I remember what happened initially when I was trying to uh, uh, do this. I, I, I went in spurts. And so I'd, I'd get access to a plane for a day. And then I'd take like a two week break and then I'd go back and try to do it again. And, you know, taking off and, and flying easy landing was uh, tricky. And I really didn't have a, a good solid time to kind of work in a plane over, you know, multiple days in a row where I think that's really what you need to do if you want to learn this a little quicker. And I, so it's always kind of like two steps forward, three steps back, because by the time I got back in a plane, I had forgotten what I'd learned a week before. You know what I mean? That, that's right. a common issue, right, Dennis? That is actually one of the biggest pitfalls for learning to fly is you have to be consistent because if you take a break from it and try to, you know, you, you kind of lose something in the process. Right. And so it, the best thing you can do is, is have a regular schedule and try to fly every week and not take any gaps because, yeah, life does get in the way. But then when you step away from it, it's easy to then stay away from it. Right. It's like, well, especially when you're trying to learn how to flare uh, and get the landing <laughs> stuff down. Because to me, it was very much like riding a bike and, and kind of getting the feel for the balance of the bike back when I was a kid. You know, I mean, you try it over and over when you're a kid. You're like, gosh, I'm never going to learn this. And all of a sudden, ding, light bulb goes off. You feel it. And uh, that's kind of how it was for me with, uh, with landing. I mean, I, I was really frustrated for... Well, 56 hours, evidently. <laughs> and, and then finally, uh, you know, I got him like, oh, there it is. Okay, now I know what it's supposed to feel like. And, and, and you know, I'm hoping after, you know, an extended period of doing this. I mean, I've been in an airplane, uh, you know, a few times. I haven't really been landing like I was back then. But I think it's going to be like riding a bike. It might be a little rough the first few times, but I think I'm going to pick it up uh, pretty quickly. You think? I would agree with that because once you start to get that relationship between the sight picture and the feel of the airplane, that's going to come back very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it Let's was hope. fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was fun looking through your log and, you know, looking at it from a different set of eyes and knowing who your instructor was and seeing the comments that were made in there. And, and I could tell even without talking to Ed that it was you were probably challenged with learning to land because one of the things he had you do was drag the runway. And I'm pretty sure he didn't like throw a rope out to around your ankles and pull you down the runway to get you to learn the sight picture. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys went out and just flew just barely off the runway holding that landing position just with enough power. And just so you could kind of see and feel what it's like to be in that flare and get that sight picture. Right. But that was, I saw that in the log. It's like, you know, drag the runway. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so drag the runway just so I could get a better idea of what the uh, sight picture is supposed to be. Yeah. When I flare. What does it feel and, like when yeah. you're in the flare? Right. Well, and that is so true. I mean, it really did take a while. I, I was, I was so frustrated there for, for a bit, but like I said, one, in a, 
all of a sudden I got it and I'm like, oh, there it is. And it was, it was like the light bulb going off. And it really much, it so much felt like the first time I rode a bike, a two wheeler taking off the training wheels. And uh, I don't think I'm alone in that analogy. I really don't. But we'll see if uh, I pick it up quick. I think I will. I, I really do. And, uh, you know, and mean, meanwhile, I've been doing my sporties, uh, you know, ground school stuff. I'm getting caught up and refreshed on that. And that's been going pretty well. But were there any other notes in my logbook that caught your eye? They're like, oh, boy, this is going to be a rough one. Or, hey, he's, he's pretty much a genius. I don't, I'm not going to have to do, do much at all. No, no, it was just interesting, though, seeing the timeline. I mean, your first flight was in 2011. It was at the end of the year, and that was a trip to Bimini. That was your first trip. Yeah. Uh, you started flight training really hot and heavy um, in 2011, and then you got to 2012, um, and you were still flying pretty hard in, well, in 2012. Yeah. 2013, you flew a couple times in January, and then you flew again in December. So, you know, there was that gap there, you right. know, that obviously life got in the way. Yeah. That... Then you tried to pick it up again in 2014, and it looks like you did your first cross countries, uh, some solo ones. So you yeah. did have. Uh, I, had, you know, I had an 11. I had an 11 month break there at one point. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think I was traveling to Fiji uh, for the scuba show that year quite a bit. And I, I, that's what happened. I remember it was a bunch of dive trips that got in the way. And then I, you know, I kept pushing it back, pushing it back. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, man. And I finally got back to it. And then uh, I don't know what the hell happened. So you've been on a hiatus since March 15th of 2014, basically. But I'm back in the cockpit now, baby. Here we go. Here we go. It's going to happen. This is going to be my year. Let's hope. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's going on? We're losing altitude. I'm going to try to put her down at that Air Force base. Hey, hang on, Chris. We've got a distress call coming in. Mayday! Mayday! Requesting emergency landing! I see you, pilot. You are clear for landing. This is going to be nuts. God be with them. And look, they're in love. Oh, God, I hope you'll be waiting for me when my plane lands. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Lava Captain Dennis. We're your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. Do have a pretty cool update on a brand new engine that FAA just approved. We're going to get to that in just a bit. But first, we got to update everybody on uh Captain Dennis's uh, you know, I don't know, pet project. He's he's making one of those light-up maps. We had the guy, what was the guy's name who uh, did the do-it-yourself kits? That was those? Alex from DIYmetar.com. Right. So you're making your own METAR uh, map, Think, uh, thanks to Alex. And uh, he was just showing me during the commercial break, you, you got the phone board, you got the map, you're going to do Florida, might even do your old uh, home base of Minnesota as a test project. But you got how many lights as part of this uh, kit you're working on? Well, the kit that uh, came with just 10, it was just more of a, a test for me to play with. But I yeah. have a string of these lights I could add on to this very easily and stretch it out easily over 100 if I wanted to. But I think about 30 lights will give me enough of Florida yeah. to be able to just look up and see what's going on. And, you know, if we wake up in the morning, we see it's all pink around uh, my the breakfast restaurant. So we'll probably you know make other plans that morning type of a thing. Right. So pink is bad or red is bad. And then what is it? Green? is good and if green, it's green is good yeah and uh blue is marginal you okay. know less than three thousand feet all right but uh this product though is continuing to evolve i think alex might have mentioned that uh you know he was going to be pushing out some new features well he did already over the weekend and now um if there's thunderstorms in the area uh the light will occasionally blink and so Right now, we have a storm over us here in Fort Myers, and it's green because it's VFR, but occasionally you get the white white flash to just remind you that there's actually a thunderstorm in the vicinity. How about so that? So it's really kind of kind of cool, you know, a little interactive piece of art. Okay. It's not flashing because of the uh, lightning. No, it's not sinking in time with the lightning. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. That would be I mean, that really might ha- actually happen, though. <laughs> with just a power fluctuation, uh, fluctuation, right? Yeah, don't get okay. me started on power here. Yeah. FPNL and I are going back and forth right now. Right. Yeah, actually, is this going to be, uh, is it battery-operated lights anyway, though? Well, won't it be, or will it? Is it no, have to it, be plugged in? It's uh, USB-powered, so okay. it can be plugged into a battery brick. If you want to be portable, you can plug it into a wall adapter, right. um, anything like that. Gotcha. 
All right. Well, it'll be fun to see how this evolves. And it'll just be a, a quick visual reference. You'll be sitting there in your, you know, your pilot studio there in Fort Myers and glance up like, yeah, it's all green. Let's go. Good Lord, let's go. That That's really what it's uh, there for, right? To give you a, just a quick idea like, okay, the weather looks pretty clear. I could go fly right here in my air park. Yeah, maybe. please go get a more detailed briefing because it's really just showing you the current conditions. But it is nice to be able to just look up and go, oh, yeah, here we go. Right. Um, you know, yep, I should be fine. Yeah. Well, if you see all green, then that would be the, you know, incentive to, you know, file a flight plan and go. I mean, And if it's yeah. all red and pink, roll over, go back to bed. Well, maybe. Exactly. There you go. All right. So we got this uh, new engine that the FAA just approved. Uh, what makes it so unique uh, from the other offerings out there for pilots? Well, for one, it's a clean sheet design. So Delta Hawk has been working on this for a couple of decades. Um, and I actually saw the engine for real at AirVenture about a year or two ago. It was actually in one of the velocity airplanes that they had on display. Yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting. They they started it off at 180 horsepower, which pretty much would drop into most of the general aviation fleet right now with mm-hmm. plans to be able to make it larger and maybe smaller. But it burns 40% less fuel than an Avgas engine Wow! and has 40% less moving parts. So it's a very simple engine, but it's turbo and supercharged. So it has the ability to make full horsepower up high where things are efficient. It's right. a diesel type of a technology, so it's able to produce a lot of torque at low RPM, so it doesn't require gearboxes. It's mechanically fuel-injected, so you don't have to have uh, Fadex and things like uh, some of those, like the Ostro diesel engines and the Diamonds. Mm-hmm. So it's a really simple but yet highly complicated engine from the, that standpoint. You know, they've had to go through quite a bit of testing, but it doesn't require any electricity to run because it's all mechanical. So that's a really good thing. You don't have to have backup batteries to keep the computers running. But I'm looking at it for something like a Mooney. It's, it puts out slightly less horsepower, but it's going to make more power at higher altitudes than my current engine does. So in effect, this airplane or this engine in my plane may actually provide higher top speed and better range. Hmm. So, you know, if, if we can get the adoption out there and get price down, get some interesting new airframe ideas. I think Cirrus is looking at this in some of their planes, uh, maybe the SR-20, because the, from the pro, the horsepower rating would be just about a drop-in for their SR-20s. Um, this could really be a game changer, and, and we do need something new. It's not burning leaded gasoline. It's burning unlet, or, uh, Jet-A. It's able to burn sustainable aviation fuel, you know, the bio-derived um, jet fuel type things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully maybe somebody will take advantage of this and, you know, maybe adapt some fuselage or, or design an airplane specifically around it. It's a much more compact engine. It's liquid-cooled. Um, I think it's really going to be kind of interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all the upside. What's the downside? Uh, the initial cost of something like this or what? Actually, they're saying the cost is roughly equal to, you know, what we're paying right now for a Lycoming. I think the biggest limitation right now is it's about a hundred pounds more than a, a standard gas engine, like the Lycoming 360 and the Mooney. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's when useful load comes into play, but there's some airframes where they're so tail heavy already, like some of the older Bonanzas that putting an extra hundred pounds out front actually might improve uh, the weight and balance envelope on the airplane. So, 
you know, yeah. your mileage may vary, you know, okay. <laughs> and that's where tailoring an airframe around the engine makes a lot of sense. So in the process, uh, FAA has approved the engine. So that means that now it has to be approved or the manufacturers have to approve it for their specific models and uh, come up with some kind of retrofit uh, thing or, or the engine company has to figure that out. Uh, could be a combination. Um, so Cirrus, if they wanted to use this engine, they would just have to, you know, develop the mount and everything for it and go through the certification process of it on their airframe. Mm-hmm. Um, an independent company could come out and say, hey, we're going to create this STC that we're going to put this thing on the on the front of a, a 182. Okay. Yeah. And they go through all of the work and have to go do all the testing, submit all the FAA paperwork. And they could sell you a turnkey package like they were doing with some of the diesel engines for a while. You know, I think Cessna was trying to put a diesel into the 172. I think the Redbird folks actually did and were selling a kit for a while mm-hmm. um, where you could replace the engine. Or so, you get a velocity and just, uh, you know, you can do whatever the heck you want. Do whatever you right. want. Right. Exactly. Yep. More options are always a good thing. So we'll take it for now. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You ever seen a grown man naked? A buzzer took a monkey for a ride in the air. The monkey thought that everything was on a square. Tried to throw the monkey off his back But the monkey grabbed his neck and said Now listen Jack Straighten up and fly right Straighten up and stay right Straighten up and fly right Cool down Papa don't you blow your top This is Just Plane Radio Greg your co-pilot That's me along Captain Dennis We are now joined by Jimmy From Jimmy's World I don't know if he's in just plain radio world now or we're part of his world or it's a combination of both overlapping each other. But uh, here we are uh, having some fun on Memorial Day weekend. And I don't know, Dennis in particular, uh, did you reach out to Jimmy and ask him if you could have a plane? Is that how this worked or what What happened there, Dennis? No, actually, I think it happened in conversation at Sun and Fun. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, what we've been doing and ratings and things like that. I said, you know, I'm, I'm an instructor and... 
own an airplane, but the one thing I've never done is gotten my multi-engine rating. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, you could borrow the 310. And I thought he was joking, but I actually followed up on that and he's not. So how about that? So is to, this uh, the same, same one you saved? Uh, save well, the 310 or is that he a had some compromising yeah. photos of myself of course that, he did he, uh released no but seriously <laughs> yeah it is the silver bullet the one and only 1956 310 it's a 310 straight not a a b c d or e or f or j man yeah, they went all the way to Q's r and R's, holy yeah. cow wow okay but it's a cool one. It's been featured on a lot of your YouTube videos, which, by the way, if you've been living under a rock and you're into aviation, um, uh, maybe there's a slight chance you don't know about Jimmy's World. But if you don't, just uh, Google it or YouTube it and uh, look him up because it's wildly entertaining. Uh, not just the 310, but right now the uh, the Elvis jet uh, process yeah. is being overhauled and and God Being knows what else. Star, baby. Yeah. I mean, that that's an impressive project in itself. But you've got like so many. I don't know how you're juggling all this stuff. And then you're letting I'm Dennis. <laughs> is this like a money-making thing with Dennis? Like, hey, I can rent the plane out to Dennis and may, maybe uh, offset some of the costs of the Elvis jet and the RV and God knows oh, what other. There's no offsetting the cost of that Elvis jet. <laughs> no, the conversion on that thing, turning it into an RV, is just a massive, massive gigantic hole that you just throw heaps of money into and burn it on fire yeah well wow uh glad i'm not you but i, I really enjoy the videos i mean how, well, your, how's your yeah. wife holding out huh is she uh she still, still doesn't know she okay. still doesn't know Shh, don't tell her <laughs> i love it no but it's so classic you know pilots get uh wrapped up into their projects and I mean, and Jimmy is, well, he's in Jimmy's world, and that's just what you do. I mean, and, and we get to follow along with your uh, process, and as crazy as it gets sometimes, and that's what makes it quite entertaining. So, uh, I don't know, Dennis, how soon are you going to be using the 310? What do you, when you uh, start doing your multi-engine, what do you hope to do? Well, I, I was hoping to do it uh, this weekend, but yeah. my instructor was not able to get checked out with uh, with Jimmy's buddy, Devin, up there. Yeah. Um because the weather wasn't cooperating earlier in the week. So I have to wait for my son to come back from his next uh, ro work rotation. And then uh, he's got to get five hours in the airplane before he can teach me. So you see how this is going to happen is my son is now going to teach me the multi-engine because my son's actually a multi-engine instructor. Okay. So it's kind of going to be kind of fun. You know, I did his uh, CF double I rating a few years ago in our airplane. And yeah. now he's going to do the multi-engine for me. How about that? Coming full circle, so yeah, to speak, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So he, he has to get, what, a, a few hours in that specific airplane there, Jimmy, in your 310? Or, or yeah, just he's got to have, I mean, and I'm sure Des can speak to this more, but I think it's five hours for him to be able to instruct. He has to have it in the same type or something like that. Is that how it goes? Yeah, you have to have five hours in type in order to teach in a multi-engine. So I can teach you in any airplane. Even if I haven't flown it before when it's a single engine, mm -hmm. I could go hop in his Lancer and give him a lesson. But the multi-engine now, the FAA, because of the complexity with multiple fuel tanks and cross feeds and weird characteristics when it's one engine fails, they're requiring five hours of time in the airplane before you can start teaching other people. So okay. if you had time in a 310, I think that would count. I don't think it would have to specifically be in a 310 
straight. It, I think if you had time in a 310R, it might be okay. Yeah. But see, we're talking about Jimmy from Jimmy's World. So I'm thinking, doesn't that silver bullet have some like quirks to it where, you, you know, it's like the Fonz, you got to hit it in the right place before it starts or and. Uh, maybe well, that's that's its, <laughs> that's its anti-theft device. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so we uh, I gotcha. we keep it keep it that way on purpose. And I mean, you know, hey, it's a it's like that nineteen like fifty six gasser hot rod that is just it's it's seventy years old. It's got its quirks, uh, but it looks cool, sounds cool, and drinks a lot of fuel. Well, so hey. that's pretty much it checks all the boxes in my book. Yeah, and from your perspective, I mean, when you're maintaining an aircraft like that, it's good to keep it working, you know. So getting Dennis oh, yeah. in the uh, plane is is probably good for it anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I I was adding up because it's just about time for its annual, and I've never added up how much money I've spent on the airplane, not yeah. including when I bought it. And so I'm starting to go through that process. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's one. Of those <laughs> that's not going to end well. Terrible idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. But I realized that we have flown that thing 85 hours in the year that I've had it, which for hmm. a, a twin engine, an older twin that you have just kind of extra is oh, that's a lot of hours. Yeah. And I've flown it from coast to coast, California to Florida, and then from Florida to Wisconsin to Oshkosh, and then back, and then to Texas, and then back to Florida, and then up to Alabama, and then back. And I mean, it's been all over the place, and and that's just in one year. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, but that's good. That's good for the airplane. You know, they sit around, they rust. You got to use them. And keep them moving, uh, keep, uh, keep them nice and lubricated. So, you know, I mean, I guess, Dennis, you're, you're playing that card to let them uh, let you borrow the plane for a while. Is that it? Yeah, anything to keep the airplane flying. And, you know, it's been one of those goals of mine. I, I flew, you know, multiple different twins over the years. I've gotten some instruction in them, but I just never had a need to get the rating. And now everything's kind of come together. I've got an instructor. I've got access to the airplane. It's like, why not? You've you got I, a I passenger and me? I mean, well, uh, <laughs> there I, you go. So let me guess. We're going to have to borrow it from Jimmy to go to the Bahamas then. Uh, Jimmy, you'd go with us, wouldn't you? That, yeah, heck yeah. Let's All go right. diving. I'm there. a certified diver. Man. Right. Let's, uh, see? let's get our tanks on and go. I love this idea. Well, we're we're working a plan here for sure. Now, in the yeah. meantime, though, you got to raise more money, uh, not just for projects like that, but for the Elvis jet uh, yes, retrofit. That's right. So you're doing these like uh, you know air tags where you're taking a skin, the skin of the Elvis jet, and you're getting ready to stamp these out for keychains and things. Is that the deal or what? Uh, kind of, sort of, not really, but along the same vein. So yeah. what we've done. And uh, spoiler alert for for however many people are listening is that uh, I have been contacted by multiple legal entities uh, uh-huh. in regards to what we're doing and how we're doing it. Right. And uh, I think you know, basically, I, I may just end up donating a significant portion of this uh, to fund the Wings of Compassion thing that we have, St. Jude Children Research Hospital and the USS Arizona and, and Hawaii. Oh, wow. And then all of that, you know, those were Elvis's favorite charities. It's my favorite charities. And, and I'm not doing any of this to make money. I mean, there's no money in aviation. You're doing it to true. lose money, from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, for the, <laughs> it's for the entertainment, the content. And we're going to be releasing uh, those little 
tag things in probably the next, I don't know, three weeks or so. Go to savethe310.com, sign up. You'll be the first people to know because there's only a very, very limited number of these that can ever be made. And once they're gone, they're gone. Well, you know, it's a piece of history. And you can document all this process uh, with uh, Jimmy's World on YouTube. So make sure you go uh, check it out. And uh, Jimmy, always a pleasure. We wish you the best and uh, keep spending money. It's just really entertaining. That's right. I'm happy to do that for you and show you what not to do. Okay, there you go. (laughs) We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Talk about soaring like a bird. What? Because we're as high as a bird, we're going twice as fast. Do me a favor, take the controls for a second, will you? I'm just messing with you, kid. Oh, that's funny. You're a funny guy. You got it. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and just uh, catching up with some friends of the show. Uh, Dennis, I mean, we had Jimmy on. Now we have another friend that you made, what, at the Beach Bash in the Bluegrass a few weeks ago or what? Yeah, that's right. Uh, One of the gentlemen that was doing a presentation at the Beach Bash was Zach Noble, and he was talking about how he's flying his beachcraft to islands in the Caribbean. He had gone to Jamaica, and uh, I think he had also gone to Cancun, and he was just talking about, you know, some of the planning and the tools and just going out and doing it. And I'm like, I need to introduce you to somebody because mm-hmm. Greg started a radio show about what you're doing. Right. And uh, we need to actually tell him how to get it done. Exactly. So. We've only spoken about it, but evidently Zach has done it. Zach, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? Hey, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks to both of you, uh, you and Dennis. Yeah, no worries. Um, so you, you have basically just uh, taken your plane and done uh, what I've been wanting to do, which is just island hop throughout the Caribbean. Yeah. Well, I've been flying for a number of years, right? So I've been in, in the aviation business all of my adult life, and uh, I've owned a couple of two or three different airplanes, Cessna 172 and a 182. And about six years ago, I purchased the Vtail Bonanza. And what a great go-someplace airplane, right? Yeah. So we can do a lot more than, than go out and and buy what's now the three or five hundred dollar hamburger. We've got great flying machines. <laughs> you expand in your local area, right? So I live in the Mid Atlantic area in Virginia, and uh, I've flown it up to uh, Niagara Falls and up to New York City to fly the Hudson River. And I wanted to get down into the Caribbean. So as a learning tool, I jumped over to the Bahamas. That's pretty easy, right? Pretty right. Awesome. Especially for us in Florida, yeah. So went down to uh, Fort Lauderdale and made the trip over to Bimini, pretty short. Dumping it for 18 minutes in an airplane is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But what it was, was it was a huge learning experience, right? I needed to go through the process, customs and border, you know, getting the decal, doing the, uh, the stuff in country, you know, making sure I had the equipment, whether it's life jackets or, or raft. 
Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that you, that you don't really think about when you're flying around over land. Right. right. Plus, you have that added incentive that if you don't do it properly, they'll shoot you down when you try to come back. Uh, so you can, Yeah, maybe not so much in the Bahamas, but but that was the learning process, right? Yeah. So that, was, that was the first step. So I did that in, in 2019. And we didn't get our feet wet, but we got our feet wet, right? So we, yeah. <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted to jump into it. So, so we did that, and that was successful. So then I kind of set my sights on Jamaica. Now, that's a whole different animal going to Jamaica, right? It's You're over water for a fair amount of time. Right. Um, you're over Cuba. Both are potentially hostile. I'd rather take my chances over the water than to go down the you know, precautionary landing over Cuba. So Exactly. So you have to treat them both the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined um, Caribbean Sky Tours, CST, I think, as they call themselves now. And uh, what a great resource those folks are. I get no advertising money from those folks, so but they're worth it you know, yeah. for those folks who want to fly in the Caribbean. Well, Zach, is it more of one of those type of things where uh, it's intimidating because you've never done it before and you and you know if you don't do it properly, you could get yourself into serious trouble. But then once you did it with the help of uh, the tour company there, uh, you're like, okay, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. Is that what you came away with it overall or what do you think? Yeah, it's not as bad as you think, really. Going to the Bahamas was a pretty simple process. A lot of people do that. Jamaica is a little bit different, as I was saying, because you're over the ocean for about, well, in my bonanza, I was about three hours and six minutes over the ocean in, in uh, Cuba. Right. Once you get south of Cuba, and my airplane is, is well-equipped, right? So mine's a 59 model. It's a K-35, but it's very well-equipped for long-distance flying with all of the stuff, lighting strike finder and Sirius XM radio and weather and right. ADSB and all, I mean, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But once you get south of Cuba pretty much making compulsory reporting points because you get outside of radar contact. You're still talking to the Cubans until they pass you off to Jamaica, but you're not in radar contact any longer. So, you know, you really get well in tune with your machine, right? You know exactly what's going on. You can hear every squeak and everything that's going on when you're out there over the ocean for that amount of time. Yeah. You don't Um, got a lot of places. Well, you don't have any places to put down other than, (laughs) you know, uh, what you see below you. And uh, that's not very reassuring especially if you haven't crossed your T's and dot your I's, have your raft and, and all that kind of good stuff, I guess, right? Yeah, that's right. So so let me back it up a little bit. We took off out of Virginia, and uh, my first stop was Brunswick, Georgia, to get some fuel. I went from Virginia down to Brunswick, Georgia, uh, VFR. But um, the weather was going to be kind of crappy going south of, of um, Brunswick, so I filed an IFR flight plan. And... Uh, Leaving out of Brunswick, I was talking to Jacksonville Center, and uh, Jacksonville Center said, uh, hey, bud, I- I'm just not going to be able to get you around some thunderstorms. There's a line of storms between Jacksonville, and, and my next stop was going to be uh, uh, Marathon, Florida. Hmm. And uh, they said, we're just not going to be able to get you around there. We're turning airliners around, and, and the tops are at 40,000 feet, so we just can't get you over them either. So, you know, what, are, what do you want to do now? You know, so. Looking at my uh, Sirius XM uh, screen and looking at the, the, the weather and stuff, I, I looked at, I saw that there was a clearing out over the ocean, right, uh, east of Jacksonville. So I said, hey, look, you know, I can go uh, offshore if you need me to go offshore. And uh, he said, well, how far can you go offshore? And I said, man, I'm going to Jamaica. I can go as far as you want me to go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he said, well, <laughs> all righty then. So, um, Within that conversation, you know, I could hear him talking to some airliners, and they were facing some of the 
some of the same same challenges. And uh, I heard him talk to one uh, airliner. He said, "Look, I can't get you around the storms. You know, I can't get you to Orlando. This plane was going to Orlando. He said, I just can't get you there. You know, what's what's your next option?" He goes, no. "But I do have a Bonanza that's a hundred miles offshore. If you want to go follow that guy." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, did the guy say yes or like, uh, what is this, a joke? <laughs> I, I think he declined, you know. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Bonanza was setting the standard. So, so we were that? offshore and we got around and got down to uh, got down to Marathon and resumed the trip. And the only reason you could do that is because you had the Sirius XM weather and you were able to see that weather in front of you and the, or that hole it, that right? you could poke, poke through? Uh, you know, it was a lot of red and yellow and I didn't want to mess with it, right? Right. So, so we went offshore and we went around it and had to. You know, the life raft right behind the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. But you didn't back. have to use it. That's the bottom line. You didn't have line. to use it. It's just no, peace it's of like mind. insurance. Right, exactly. Insurance. That's what I, you know, uh, it, it is one of those things. That I think it's all about uh, proper preparation. And, and when you go with people that can kind of show you the ropes or help you through the process, it kind of takes the mystery away and uh, makes it a little more uh, manageable. And then when you do it, you're like, hey, this actually wasn't bad at all. You don't want to get yeah. complacent, but you want to be able to do it, and you can do it. You're living proof of it, right, Zach? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't have tip tanks. I've just got the standard seventy gallon tanks, which gives me sixty three gallons of usable fuel on board. So I labored over this for many months, you know, trying to figure out if I had enough gas to really do it and do it safely and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, as it turned out, I, I still I went from Marathon to Montego Bay. And still had two hours worth of fuel on board when I landed, so the, the fuel was not an issue whatsoever. And uh, you know, I kind of laugh at myself now because I labored over it for so long, just trying to crunch the numbers. And I worked it every way, you know. And I kept telling myself, "Well, the math doesn't lie," but I didn't want to believe it. You, know, you just have to believe your instruments, and you have to believe your math. And it was working out every time I did it; it worked out great. So this patch, so that was in twenty two, and this year we we. Went down to Key West and jumped over to Cancun, you know, so it's the Caribbean is wide open for us folks who have the desire to do it. I think that would include pretty much everyone listening right now. So just to get out there, find someone who's done it, learn from them, and uh, you'll thank us later. I think that's the the, The takeaway. (laughs) Yeah, literally. What do you think, Zach? I tell you what, man, you know, I've already got uh, next year's trip. 24 plan. So I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Grand Cayman's my next target. We're going to do that after Sun and Fun next year. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Well, there you go. And on that uplifting note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 